fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Coming at you on Sunday night and recapping the Sunday action for Fantasy Week 14. Hope your playoffs are going well. If they aren't, we thank you for listening anyway. We appreciate it. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, Jamie Eisenberg here on Sunday. And, you know, I want to be in a good mood, guys, because it was a really fun day of football. It started with a great game on Thursday, but obviously the Carson Wentz thing just kind of stinks. What's your overall mood right now? We don't know officially as of 9.15 p.m. Eastern. We don't know the deal. What's your overall mood, Heath Cummings, uh, recapping Week 14? I get up 170 points in one of my playoff matches. That's my overall mood. <laughs> That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Jamie, how are you? What's your overall mood? Uh, I'm good. I would like to see Mike Wallace back in this game tonight. Oh, did he get hurt? He uh, he limped off on the Ravens' last drive, but it looks like he's back on the field. There you go. He, uh, now you're happy. Now you're happy. 13.07 in the second quarter. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Collins ripping off a big run. All right, there we go. Big run of six yards. We need more of that. We need uh, we need a lot more of that here. Heath and I do anyway. So we're not going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about all the other games, and it's redemption week for some some guys. But who if, were... if we if we talk about this game as it's going on, does that quiet the the two percent of people that don't like us doing a podcast on Sunday night and suppose Monday? People want us to do it on Monday. Yeah, we have a few complaints. Oh, get out of there, town. Just a couple. Just a couple. Get out of town. Yeah. No, because us us recapping the uh, the whole Sunday slate is not enough. No, come on now. The Sunday night show is much better than the Monday shows. Everybody knows that. Um, all right, but let's start with Carson Wentz, and then we're going to do winners and losers, other injury updates. Doug Martin, he fumbled. That was uh, that they lost playing time after that. So some storylines you might not be aware of. We'll get to them today. But he may Carson Wentz may have a torn ACL. Nick Foles replaced him. Two really good matchups going forward at the Giants, home against Oakland. That's weeks 15 and 16, and then Dallas in week 17. Oh, man, I guess it's Alshon Jeffrey it's, and, and Zach Ertz, who didn't play today, that would be oh, affected. Oh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, he caught two touchdowns. I mean, what happens to the Eagles passing game? I, I thought Foles did okay, but what do you guys think? I would expect a lot of Jay Ajayi over the next two games. This sucks, and, man. Huh? This sucks. I would, I think the pa- the options in the passing game will be fine. You do? There, there, well, there's uh, a downgrade. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to completely bench Alshon Jeffrey or whoever the tight end is. But you, you lose something because Carson Wentz is a MVP caliber quarterback. Yeah. And he, and he is right now the number one quarterback. In fantasy for fantasy week, uh, 14, and he did that while leaving the game with a knee injury. Just an amazing year for him, and it's just, it's just a shame. Like, gosh, the NFL needs its quarterbacks, and we just lost one of the best ones, potentially. But we don't know. We don't know. We'll wait and see. Uh, there's not much else to say about that, I suppose. Heath, do you have anything to add? No, no, I'm not. I, I, one of the, uh, believe it or not polls that I put up on Twitter today was, uh, that you can't start any Eagles if Carson Wentz is out. And only 53% said they don't believe it. Yeah, I, well, I, I, kept, I, I kept voting for apparently the wrong thing, because I kept voting on your Twitter polls that I was in the minority. Both I only yeah. voted on two, but it was like 10%, and that was me. Uh, that, so. No, that does not really surprise anyone, Adam. Your opinions generally fall in the 10%. But you, I think, would agree with me. One of them was Dak Prescott is a must-start quarterback now. I voted yes. Nobody else did. You agree. He is a must-start. Uh, yeah, based on who his matchup is this week. Are people voting no? Yeah, people are voting no. Most people. Based on who his matchup is this week, for sure. Oakland, yeah. And then the other one was, believe it or not, Kareem Hunt is now, what was it, a must start again? Yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt is back. Kareem Hunt, I said no. I'm pretty sure Kareem Hunt is back. Do you know who he plays this week? No, I don't. The Chargers at home. I just, I don't know, I'm not willing to say he's back yet. (laughs) But I guess, uh, I guess I'm in the body. You know what his start percentage was today? It was 90%. Keep in mind, people are, people are, huh? 90%. Yeah. However, now, that's actually kind of that, interesting. That, that, that's, that's telling, because we do have a lot of people not playing. Well, yeah, but that, the, the star percentages can be a little deceiving right now, right? Because you've got... Well, that's what I'm saying. That, right. that, I, I consider that low. You consider that... Well, I think the people not playing left him in their lineup. Right. They just never benched him. He, he Kareem uh, Hunt exactly. made... That's, that's my point. 
He may have contributed to people missing the playoffs, and he's technically in their lineup right now, and that contributes to the star percentage. But uh, anyway, other news and notes for you. Kelvin Benjamin left with a knee injury. Amari Cooper re-injured his ankle. Um, do we have any updates on Kelvin or Amari right now? Uh, No. I would not anticipate getting anything until tomorrow. But you yeah, probably Ke- plan to be without them next week. Yeah, I saw a quote from Kelvin Benjamin said he re-aggravated it, but the good thing was he could walk. That doesn't sound real great. Josh McCown. Nate Peterman, Tom Savage, they all left the games with injuries. Bryce Petty, Joe Webb, TJ Yates came in. And TJ Yates proved that once again, Brock Osweiler is the only quarterback that DeAndre Hopkins cannot be successful with. However, I think um, in, if you're a Robbie Anderson owner, you are really hoping that Josh McCown gets back in, uh, you know, ASAP. Uh, we got to talk about that snow game, by the way, too. So Doug Martin fumbled in the second quarter, did not have a touch for the duration of the game. I want to get all excited. He never had a touch to begin with. I know, but he scored a touchdown. And, uh, you know, I want to get excited about that and be like, oh, they're going to give it to Peyton Barber now. But happened with Rex Burkhead. Didn't have any effect on the next week. Uh, totally different. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Peyton Barber's their guy. Peyton Barber's their guy. That's what we said about Devontae Booker. Peyton Barber's their guy. I hope you're right. You you cannot you cannot look at anything that's happened with that team and say that Doug Martin is better than Payne Barber right now. Oh yeah, completely agree. Um, and uh, the Colts. All right. So how great was? By the way, the, you just got your Ravens big touchdown. Yeah. How big was it? Uh, thirty something yards. Was it Chris Moore? Yep. Chris Moore with a touchdown catch. So how great was the extra point by the Colts to tie the game at the end of regulation with like a minute sixty part- left? The part that I liked was that they had like the, uh, the, I don't know what to call them, the people, the guys that bring the water bottles out, yep. were helping to kick the snow away, and the refs like sternly told them to stop kicking the snow off the field. I'm like, is there somewhere a rule that says only players can kick snow off the field? I guess. Because they're out there handing them water bottles and kicking snow while they do it. Yeah, so so the the, uh, the Colts, they get a two-point conversion to take the lead with a minute 16 left, which would have won them the game, given the fact that it was 8-7 at the time. But there was an offensive pass interference. So now it's 7-6. They have to kick the extra point. They get a 10-yard penalty. Incredibly difficult conditions. Not a gimme at all, even for Adam Vinatieri. So they spend the entire play clock kicking the snow <laughs> off the field. The whole freaking offense, their special teams, kicking the snow off the field. Then they call a timeout. They spend the entire timeout kicking the snow off the field. Vinatieri makes the kick, ties the game, and they lose it overtime. It was it was awesome. I hope everybody got a chance to see a lot of that game. Um, crazy uh, snow. That's fun, fun for once, one time. Anybody that likes to see football in that, you're crazy. You know what? If it's a Bills-Colts game, that, that really doesn't matter. Like, I'm fine with it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But if well, that... Go ahead, Jamie. No, if that was a game that mattered, that would have been terrible. Yeah. When we have 14 games going on that all look the same, I I yeah. like it if one of them look like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Th- this was this was fun. Now it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I'm fine with that. We can retire the snow games for the year. All right, guys. It was redemption. You week. really want to see Frank Gore running 40 times? I mean, <laughs> that's football. It was crazy. Well, the Dolphins play in Buffalo next week. I'd be okay if we get a Dolphins Buffalo snow game. Ugh. Dolphins certainly wouldn't. Uh. All right. So it's redemption week four. Kareem Hunt. For Jordan Howard, for Carlos Hyde, and for Vernon Davis. Kareem Hunt, Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, and Vernon Davis. They all did well. Hunt had 25 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown, and three catches for 22 yards. Jordan Howard had a monster game. 23 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns at the Bengals, who were really depleted on defense. And Carlos Hyde did very well. And he's not, he hasn't really caught passes in, in uh, two games with Garoppolo. Three catches last week for 12 yards, no catches this week. But 14 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Heath, which running back performance, Hunt, Howard, Hyde, Triple H? Ooh, how about that? A little wrestling reference there for you. Which running back performance stood out the most to you, was most interesting for you? Oh, without a doubt, it was Jordan Howard um, in every single way. One, but they just completely flipped the game script that I expected going to Cincinnati and just whipping them. And then that we saw Howard get over 20 carries again. He was running hot. That first touchdown, at first we thought it was a uh, Tariq Cohen touchdown, but that didn't matter. He did definitely step out of bounds. Um, he was the most impressive, and I was the most wrong about Howard. Yeah. Jamie, how about you? you talk about either Hunt or, or Hyde. Uh, well, just real quick on Howard. His next two games are amazing. 
Tennessee and Jacksonville. Uh, no. No, that's high. Uh, Detroit and Cleveland. Yep. There you go. Yep, so, that's pretty good. Jordan Howard, if you stuck with him and he helped you advance, you're going to be very happy about that the next couple weeks. Uh, Carlos Hyde or Kareem Hunt, that's what you said? Yeah, you know what, let's just, let's do Hunt since I think he's a hot topic. Yeah, uh, I think you gotta be encouraged by this. Uh, you know, the, um, the fact that Charkandrick West came back, that they, I guess it shouldn't be anything with West coming back, that they didn't have to, uh, uh, do any sort of chasing in this game, which I think where West would have maybe taken off the field a little bit, but, um, I thought the offensive line blocked well. I thought he, you know, was involved in the passing game again, which was nice to see. And, uh, like he said, it's, it's a, it's a good matchup. I think the Chargers run defense has improved lately, but that probably has more to do with the opponents than, um, the, the actual performance of the defense, but getting Denzel Perryman yeah. back certainly has helped. Yeah. So, uh, but again, if Hunt has helped you advance, I have him in two leagues, uh, both of which I'm still, you know, waiting to find out the outcome of my playoff matchups. If I advance, he's going to be in my lineup. No hesitation. How about Vernon Davis? You know, he only had two catches, 26 yards and a touchdown, but he led the team in targets, guys. Heath, Vernon Davis is 71% owned. It was redemption week for him. I cast him aside for Cameron Brait. My bad. Um, what do you, what do you think about Vernon Davis? Is he back? Stupid Vernon Davis and stupid Jared Cook get these great matchups right. for like yeah. two or three weeks in a row and they're awful and then they face tough matchups and they give, do this. It's enough to kind of make you doubt tight end matchups a little bit, isn't it? Uh, yeah. How about this? Look at look at the tight end leaders this week. It, yep. it, it, it was obviously no Gronk, no Kelsey. Kelsey didn't have a bad game. No Ertz. Graham was zero. Zero. Jordan Reed didn't play. It was like Eagles guys. Uh, I, right, we'll look at I it guess later. what I'm saying is what like we knew a tight end was terrible. And what we were kind of using to distinguish between them was, well, who has the better matchup then? Yeah. They both went up against awful matchups and are going to finish amongst the top ten tight ends. The one, the one thing about just, Cook, though, is the, the Chiefs are among the leaders in yards allowed to tight ends. They just didn't give a lot of fancy points to tight ends. So Cook, uh, Cook did a nice job. By the way, Le'Veon Bell just limped off the field. Yeah, he's fine. Bonanza, he's fine. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you're you're trying to sneak this one as the bonanza? Nah, this is not the. I can't do the bonanza. Yeah, too late. You, uh, you always you always have bean boozled. I think we determined that the the wor- the bad part about the bean boozles was that they were extremely stale. That was contributing to the horrible taste. And we uh, have like six bo- unopened boxes. Yeah, every time I said you want to go get you an unopened box, I said no, I can't take it. I can't do this. No, no, no. <laughs> I really couldn't. That sounds just like him. All right, so that's redemption week. Uh, I have a bold statement that I'd like to make, guys. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Okay, good. You're sitting down. Uh, the, the team with the best chance to beat the Patriots in the playoffs in the AFC is Pittsburgh. But the team with the second best chance to beat the Patriots is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Agree or disagree? Yeah, we've been, we've been saying that for weeks. I mean, uh, oh, their okay. defense is the, is the <laughs> one that can make things uncomfortable for Tom Brady. Right. Okay. That, that was the gist of it. So uh, that not bold at all? I mean, I think if, if, if people haven't been paying attention to what Jacksonville's done defensively, if, if there's any, any cracks in that offensive line, they're going to be right. in his face. Yeah. And they have the, the secondary to cover those guys. Uh, the, the one matchup problems for them would be the backs catching passes and, and Gronk. And well, first off, it's Brady. And it yeah, would yeah, be him. in Foxborough too. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Alright, well that's that. Now, uh, I, we gotta talk about SeatGeek, okay? Two great things about our sponsors. Number one, they save you money on great products. Number two, they give you good ideas for holiday gifts. I am terrible at holiday gifts, so maybe I'll get some tickets. Maybe I'll look at concerts. I don't think Allie wants to go to a, a football game or something like that, but, you know, that's what SeatGeek's doing. They're, they're giving you ideas for holiday gifts. Buy someone tickets to a game or a concert or comedy or theater. Whatever it is, do it on SeatGeek and save 20 bucks off your first purchase. With our promo code FFT, the promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. Now, you don't have to take my fantasy advice. You don't have to listen to my stupid, bold statements about the Jaguars. You do have to take my advice on this, though, on ticket buying. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's time for you to do the same. You search for an event and let SeatGeek do the rest of the work. You sit back, relax, and SeatGeek goes and searches multiple ticket sites, finds uh, finds the bargains for you, compares the prices, and that's how you know you're getting the good deals. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Our listeners, they get 20 bucks off their first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app. 
The promo code is FFT. That promo code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Let's do winners and losers from Fantasy Week 14. Jamie's winners, Dak Prescott and Josh Gordon. Uh, Dak, now look, a lot of the production came, like, right after the Landon Collins injury. But still, he had a great game. He scored 32 fantasy points, and he's at Oakland next week. So, Dak Prescott, you ready to buy back in? You ready? Uh, you good to go with him? I thought he looked good last week as well. He just didn't have the big day. So when that offensive line is right and he has time, he's going to look like the Dak Prescott we've come to expect over the last, you know, whatever, how many games it's been, um, year year plus. So uh, against Oakland next week, yeah, he's. Uh, I've already done my, my my initial quarterback rankings. He's in my top five because Oakland stinks and he's uh, he's playing really well. Great. And Josh Gordon. Must start guy against Baltimore next week. Yes, yes. Uh, without Jimmy Smith there, you, you know, if you're watching the game uh, now, you're seeing Antonio Brown pick them apart. I think Gordon can give you uh, at least what he gave you in the game today against the Packers, uh, which was 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, if they go back to, uh, you know, what we saw a week ago with the uh, double-digit targets, he had 11 targets last week. He only had six today. So, uh, you know, Gordon's a must-start receiver the rest of the way. All right, ex- excellent stuff, Josh Gordon. Uh, with two very encouraging games. It's time for Heath's winners. Heath, who are you more confident in going forward? Your, your Josh Gordon, Jamie's wide receiver winner, or your wide receiver winner, Demarius Thomas, who had eight catches for 93 yards and a touchdown, and will be at the Colts next week. Um, I'm probably going to rank Demarius Thomas higher next week, for sure, in PPR. I'm glad to see that Trevor Simeon um, was willing to target him heavily. 12 targets in this game. The only thing, and I, I love the Josh Gordon story. I'm glad that he's on the, doing well. He's an incredible talent. He's a better wide receiver than Demarius Thomas is. But I don't, I don't think you can expect him to catch more than half of his targets. That's a little and, strange. Um, yeah. And I, and I love the matchup for Thomas this week against the Colts, but they're both going to be in the number two wide receiver range for me moving forward. Okay. And, and look, I mean, we talked about it a lot with Demarius Thomas. It was a tough decision because he had been playing so well. But every single week, the Jets allow at least 70 yards to a wide receiver. I don't even – this might be like eight weeks in a row now, something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. But we kept coming back to that, and you know, he was only start- – Demarius Thomas was only started in 60% of leagues. Kareem Hunt was started in 90% of leagues. Um, well, I, I think I think you look at what his numbers were with Simeon coming into the game. It was 4.8 fantasy points a game in standard leagues. Oh, I'm not, I, I'm not disagreeing with it. I mean, I think it was – probably the right call, but it was at least a tough decision for me because I knew the Jets made every wide receiver look really good. And uh, I mean, it, it may be a decision that cost us uh, our win in the rejects league. Who do we start over Demarius? Goodwin. You started Marvin Jones over Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We also started Marquise Goodwin over him, right? He had 100 yards. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. You Sometimes you get the decision wrong, but, you, but you're okay with it. I'm okay with those. Uh, Jonathan Stewart well, I mean, is, he, is a you had You had Jones ranked out of Thomas, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so you would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the I, I set the lineup and told him. Adam he could make any changes he wanted to. You Don't set the you set the lineup, but we didn't know that Stafford was playing. So that's correct. Um, I'll take the blame. Don't worry. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, though, sixty-five percent owned, three straight games with a touchdown, and he had three of them today, and he had sixteen carries for one hundred and three yards. What the heck is going on? Only only two now. Two games in his last nine with more than 48 rushing yards. You know he doesn't catch the ball. But he had an amazing game against one of the best run defenses. What is going on here? And it really translates to your loser, Christian McCaffrey, one of your two losers. So talk about this backfield. This was the third straight game where Stuart McCaffrey – the two previous games to this in non-PPR, Stuart McCaffrey were basically exactly the same. And there's just – no comparison in the running game. Jonathan Stewart is their running back. Christian McCaffrey is their change of pace back. And maybe most importantly, we're seeing Jonathan Stewart get the goal line work, and it doesn't even seem like Cam Newton's that interested in a lot of that. I know, but he's just I, I like he's so touchdown I, dependent, typically anyway, not today. Right. Well, no, I think he's, he's mostly going to be touchdown dependent, but they get if Aaron Rodgers plays this week, it's going to be a little more difficult situation, but it's still a bad defense. Yeah, it is. Next week at home. Yep. All right, so he's a winner. So so are you losing faith in McCaffrey? We knew this was a bad matchup for him because the Vikings, in addition to being a good run defense against everybody but Jonathan Stewart, they're also very good against pass-catching running backs. But we'll transition to our losers now. Christian McCaffrey is one of your losers. Are, are you starting to lose faith in him as he will face Green Bay next week? 
fortunately for him, the Packers are not good against pass catching running backs. So I, I'm still going to start Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league next week. I'm going to have a really hard time in non PPR. All right. McCaffrey had eight carries for 35 yards and three catches for 18 yards. That's he, four games in a row with 11 touches or less. Yeah. He also is a little touchdown dependent, but I guess it's just like there's only three guys that are scoring on that team, right? Funches and the running backs. So they have good chances to score, I, I guess, right? Is that the, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about McCaffrey more during the week. He'll be an interesting start or sit dilemma. Uh, let me give you a couple bonus winners. And I just want to know if you guys think that these are the, the clear number one guys in their respective backfields. Uh, Jay Ajayi and CJ Anderson. Yes. Yes. And are you interested in, in starting them? Uh, Jai, yes, next week for sure. And probably the same thing with Anderson as a flex. He's just not very good. Right. Yeah, I'll start them both. Okay. Alright, so to the losers, we started with Christian McCaffrey. Heath, your other loser this week is Mike Evans. Oh man, he's killing people right now. He's, uh, he's just not getting it done. Mike Evans. Yeah, it's terrifying. To be honest, if you advanced with Mike Evans this week, looking at your semifinal matchup and looking at not just his production the last couple of weeks, because we've said it with guys like Julio, they have a couple of bad weeks, they have a bad month, like you're still starting Julio Jones. He got five targets this week. He wasn't that involved last week. Jameis is really spreading the ball around. Unfortunately, he's also spreading the ball around to the other team on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's not just force feeding the ball to Mike Evans. I, I guess you're hoping for a squeaky wheel. We're gonna have to hear Evans complain about it first. But can we do it I, on it. Can we do it on his I, behalf? Does that work? I don't think that works. Uh, I think a coach <laughs> or the player has to do it. Okay. And I, I have not done my week 15 rankings yet. I'm concerned with how low I'm probably going to have Mike Evans. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to choose like Mike Evans next week or Marquise Lee in standard scoring. And I don't know, like I, I might go with Marquise Lee. Like Marquise Lee didn't have a great game today, but he's a safe six, seven points. Uh, Mike Evans is not that, but Evans and next he has week. The Texans. Eight, oh, right. Lee has the Texans next week and Evans has the Falcons and that's not nearly as good of a matchup, but all right. It's tough there. All right. Jamie's losers onto Jamie's losers. Andy Dalton, man, my FanDuel lineup was, it was, I nailed pretty much everything except my Bengals stack. <laughs> Dalton beat Geo was good. AJ Green and the Bengals defense. They played horribly. They, this was a really bad game for them, losing in embarrassing fashion at home. And Dalton scored nine fantasy points. He was playing so well. What do you think about Dalton, Jamie? 77% owned, 28% started. Can't start him next week. Gotta go to Minnesota. So that's why it's a double loser. Cause he played awful. And if you only have Andy Dalton on your roster, <laughs> Nick Foles is probably going to be a better option for you next week. So um, I, I don't know what happened. He was, you know, six straight games on interception. The one interception he threw, I don't remember how he finished with, but um, I know uh, also, so just the one. The one interception wasn't his fault, but he just – the whole team just looked awful. And, and you know, you have to figure the, de- the defensive uh, side of things, the injuries caught up to them, not having perfect, not having Jones. So that was tough, and then it carried over to the offensive side because they just got blitzkrieg by the uh, Bears' rushing attack and, and never recovered. Good game for Geo, though. At least at least we got Geo. And uh, another loser for you, Lamar Miller. So this is actually unbelievable. Like this has to be—it's not a record, but this has to be a statistical quirk. I can't imagine that seven games in a row with between fifty-one and sixty-one rushing yards. How do you pull that off? Like, there's nobody, nobody's ever done that. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. The Azer Sports Bureau. He's the first player to ever seven games in a row have 51 to 61 rushing yards in every game. Um, yeah, well, are you concerned? Uh, this was a, a bad game for him. It should have been a good game for him against the Niners, who all of a sudden are doing pretty well against running backs. Well, I, I think that's part of it, is maybe we gotta start giving the 49ers credit, because it's four games in a row now where they've shut down the opposing running back. And after what Jordan Howard just did against the Bengals, they made him look silly last week. And they made Lamar Miller look silly today. And so if you're looking at it from the Titans guys, which we can't really tell you which one's the better one anyway. Derrick Henry has the better fantasy production, but he's not getting the more touches. So that's what they play next week in San Francisco. Uh, but for Lamar Miller, again, same situation. Bad game today. Jacksonville next week. Done. Cannot trust Lamar Miller in your fantasy semifinals. 
What guys? I, I know I'm going to forget about it. What did you make of the uh, the Vikings backfield? Did Jarek McKinnon usurp Latavius score. Murray today? Always about score with them. Oh, they were trailing and they were trailing. Okay. All right, fair enough. All right, those are our winners and losers for Fantasy Week 14. Let's read an email from Daniel. For the longest time, I thought you guys razzed Azer for no good reason. Then I listened last week and heard Adam twice punk out. <laughs> you got that word wrong, by the way. Is it raised? It's raised. But raz is something too, like razzing someone. Yeah, but so, but I saw this email and it, you read it wrong. I thought it was a typo. No. Well, I think it was a typo. Yeah, he razzed, they razz me. They don't raise me. R-A-Z- if we raised you, you would no longer exist, right? What I don't know. The meaning of the word? I don't know what R-A-Z-E means, I, I admit. Even though most of those letters are in my last name. Completely I, <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you could be that. He could have meant that. Um, I'll, give, I'll give the email a benefit of the doubt. I think that's what he meant. Okay, even though you raised me for no good reason. Uh, I listened. I, okay, I heard Adam twice punk out of paying up on the challenge. He proposed. Oh, Alex Collins is a beast. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's go, Alex Collins. He he dominated that drive. He yeah, completely yeah. dominated that drive. He's really good. Sorry, Seahawks. Uh, Dave, Jamie, and Heath held up their end of the bargain. Adam did not. Until this is made right and the host swallows a bad bean, listeners will not let this lack of manliness lie. I'll try. I'll try non-stale bean boozled. I'll try. Do you have any in your house? No, I don't. I'll get some. I'll, try. I'll order some tomorrow. You owe us about three. The two that you were supposed to eat while you were here. And the one for not picking the bonanza this week. Do you have any idea how disgusting those two were? Yeah, I ate a bunch of them. <laughs> You're a freak. I don't know what to tell you. Some news and notes. Bobby Wagner, Seahawks linebacker, hamstring injury. He left Sunday's game. Minnesota started the game without two starting offensive linemen. Now, they had been playing without their right tackle for a while, five straight games. But they were missing their starting center. And then their left tackle also left with an injury. So Minnesota's offensive line depleted right now. Tennessee left tackle Taylor Lewan left in the first half with a back injury. He's a great player. Um, Rams left ta- left tackle Andrew Whitworth left, but he did come back. Landon Collins left with an ankle injury and was apparently in a walking boot. So, you know, honestly, Nick Foles might be okay next week against the Giants without Landon Collins. Tampa Bay defensive tackle Gerald McCoy left with an arm injury. Rams cornerback Kayvon Webster got hurt in the first quarter. Green Bay cornerback Devon House was carted off the field with a back injury. Bucks, uh, oh, I already read that one about uh, Gerald McCoy. So, Russell Wilson, your last note, he set a record with his, I don't know how many, he, he threw a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That was his 16th fourth quarter touchdown pass of the season. That set a record. He may have thrown another one, but he's got three games left. He's already set a single season record for most fourth quarter touchdown passes. Uh, let's play a game called Does He Matter? Bringing it back. Does He Matter? Giants running back Wayne Gallman. 12 ca- carries for 59 yards, 7 catches for 40 yards. He seeded some goal line work to Orleans Darkwa, but he did get them down to the 1. Does Wayne Gallman matter? He For seasonal leagues, no. Okay, for okay. dynasty and keeper leagues, yes. Okay. Agreed. It would have to be a very deep seasonal league. Like I, We play in leagues where Wayne Gallman matters, but it's not anywhere close to a standard 12-team league. You're not you're not playing him or picking him up in week 15. Okay. Yeah. Well, certainly against the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland wide receiver Corey Coleman, five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. He had no catches on four targets last week at at the Clippers, <laughs> at the Chargers. Wow, that was LAC at the Clippers. Uh, Corey Coleman, does he matter, Heath? I think he matters a little bit. Uh, one of the things I was interested in coming into this week because was when they threw the ball so much to Josh Gordon last week, was it just because it was his first game back? Because remember, Coleman's first game back, he had 11 targets. Gordon's first game back, they just fed him and just completely ignored Corey Coleman. This week, they were a little bit more balanced. I think Coleman's a talented wide receiver. I believe he matters. I don't want to start him moving this week, though. He's got Baltimore yeah, coming I, up. I, first off, uh, Adam, if you recall, um, you know, for everybody that follows all of our platforms, on our video show on Friday, which you were uh, um, kind enough to join us in Fort Lauderdale for, um, we did a uh, a daily lineup for one of our colleagues, Mike Kaiser, who did a Browns stack of Sean Kaiser. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! And Corey Coleman, <laughs> and Todd Gurley, and DeAndre Hopkins. Please and don't Carlos please, Hyde. please don't say what you're going to say about Corey but, Coleman. 
that I like right. ripped him for having Corey Coleman in his lineup. I was like, get him well, out did. of the lineup. Not, not only did you rip him, the man just got out of the hospital and, <laughs> and you ripped him. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I just thought that was kind of cool. So again, if you follow us on all, all of our platforms, that lineup did very well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly how much money he made, but he, he had a nice, yeah, a nice Sunday. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I don't think again, it, it's, it's one of those situations where if you're in a three receiver league, uh, you may consider Corey Coleman, but it's, it's still a good defense that Baltimore has. This is a different game from the Steelers than you'll see from the Browns, clearly, against Baltimore. All right, I think this next guy and, matters. And thankfully, Le'Veon Bell's back in the game. Right, this next guy matters, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook has three straight games with nine or ten targets and five or six catches, and he faces the Texans next week. I mean, he's clear, he's not the number one receiver, but, man, he's getting a lot of targets. Uh Jamie, does D.D. Westbrook matter? He's 37% owned. Absolutely, and... um I, I think this matters for uh, he matters for a few reasons, um, for a few different formats. He matters in seasonal because if you are stuck at wide receiver and let's say you don't want to start the Eagles guys because you're nervous, or you know you, you're dealing with uh, you know deeper league, you started Kelvin Benjamin or, or whoever, um, you know Juju Smith-Schuster being you know out, whatever the case may be, you needed a receiver. Uh, he could have a Marquise Goodwin type of game. I, I would expect that to be Marquise Lee, but um, you know. Deep receiver against this sec, uh, Texan secondary can have a big game, uh, but I think also this is this has implications for a couple of things for season, for um, keeper leagues and dynasty because Allen Robinson is technically a free agent after this year, and mm-hmm. so if they bring back Robinson, this is a very good three receiver, four receivers, you know, because Allen Hearns is still part of this. So you have Robinson, Lee, Hearns, and D.D. Westbrook, and then if they don't bring back Robinson, D.D. Westbrook could be a potential star next year for Eli Manning. I mean. <laughs> No, he'll or be Blake the... Bortles. Blake Bortles playing really well. Yeah, I think yeah. Blake Bortles is is somebody that if you if you need a quarterback, you got to look at him. I yeah, we've been saying that he was a great stash guy because uh, he's got two good matchups in a row. Well, give yourself Houston. credit. You you've been saying it. Yeah, I, I think we've all kind of been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I still think he's more likely to be seventeen or eighteen fantasy points than what he's done than what Bortles has done the last it's three two games weeks. in a row. It's two or three in a row. It's two three in a row. Three right? in a row over twenty. Yeah. Hey, good for him, man. Um and uh, yeah, bench Leonard Fournette, so you don't have to always listen to me. Uh, Chicago wide receiver Kendall you Wright. Fournette or Lewis? I played Lewis. I, I won anyway, uh, but I played Lewis over Fournette. That's risky with the illness. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. But um, he's an illness. He'll play. Uh, Heath Kendall Wright, ten catches for 107 yards on 11 targets at Detroit next week. Uh, Bears receiver Kendall Wright. Does he matter? I am not going to fall into this trap again. <laughs> I've fallen down the. The Kendall Wright trap too many times in my life, and I will not go down it again. No, Kendall Wright does not matter. All right, I'll throw the next one at you then, too. Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin led the team in receiving. Five catches, 68 yards. Chris Godwin, does he matter? Godwin, I think, is probably owned in all dynasty leagues because he was drafted as a rookie. In a keeper league, he's somebody to keep an eye on. Jameis is moving the ball around too much right now for anyone other than Mike Evans to matter, and I'm not sure how much Mike Evans Evans is going to matter this week. Give yourself credit on that one too, Adam. You said it before the season. I know you, we talked about this. You didn't downgrade Mike Evans to a point where you told people not to draft him or you told people not to take him in the first couple rounds. But you said could be a potential bust, could be this year's DeAndre Hopkins, and that's what's happened. Yeah. Well, thank you. And this is a praise it. Adam show. I know. Can yeah. we go back to the email where the guy's <laughs> busting on you for Raise not me. eating bean boozles? From raising to praising. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, alright, week 14 leaders, your top five quarterbacks. Let's go to Heath on this one. Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Brett Hundley, Russell Wilson, and Philip Rivers. Uh, Wilson had a really interesting game because he was terrible for a while, and then he just started throwing bombs and completing them. Uh, it was it was weird. it was fun, but it's Wentz, Prescott, Brett Hundley, Russell Wilson, and Philip Rivers. Which one of these is not like the other, Heath? Well, the interesting thing about the Russell Wilson game is when he was terrible, he was just throwing bombs too. Like his interceptions yeah, were just punts, basically. <laughs> yeah. He just decided he was going to play 500 and see how he many did. of his wide receivers caught. He did, and you know uh, what? We don't yeah. have to talk about Hundley. We don't have to talk about Hundley because because uh, Rogers will be back. So, who else do you want to talk about? Wentz, Prescott. Which of these is not like the other? It's Wentz. He's hurt. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, it's a pretty standard list. Uh, number six is Case Keenum, 23 fantasy points. He's the number six quarterback right now. Roethlisberger could surpass him. Brady has obviously a great chance, but he's going to be top eight or nine at the worst. Uh, Jamie, Ke- Case Keenum does it again. Uh, well, 
he did it from a fantasy perspective. He didn't do it necessarily from an on-the-field perspective. You just have to wonder if this is the reason that that Mike Zimmer uses to bench him. I doubt it, but you just have to keep that in mind. If he doesn't, I love him next week. Bengals in in Minnesota. Whew. Yeah, he has a chance for a big big day. Okay, top five running backs, Jamie, in standard scoring are Jonathan Stewart, <laughs> Rod Smith, who you started in a two quarterback league. Well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jordan Howard, Todd Gurley, and Jamal Williams. And just behind that is LaShawn McCoy and I think Theo Riddick we should talk about as well. How about Theo Riddick, by the way, with 64 receiving yards? Did we say it? I mean, the Buccaneers are terrible against any running back who's good at catching passes. And six- well, do the Falcons have anybody that does that or that they'll use? I don't know the answer to that. Like, <laughs> it should be yes, but I, I don't know. Um, Anyway, Stewart. Uh, I, th- I think they want to talk about it Jamal Williams first okay. off because, yeah, you know, we had the, the question about who's going to be the guy. He's the guy. Uh, Aaron Jones had four carries for minus two yards. So if they go back to Aaron Jones at this point, that would just be the most ridiculous thing that, uh, that I've seen in a while. So he, uh, he, he's, he's, he's playing very well fantasy wise. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think with the Riddick, they, they, the story out of Detroit was they benched Amir Abdullah. Oh, this yeah? wasn't an injury situation. Oh, wow. they, they they benched him, and so I don't know if they're going to go back to him. Why would they? Yeah, no. Now, now Teon Green did nothing. Right. Riddick so, Riddick had ten carries for twenty nine yards and two touchdowns, but he had the six right. for sixty four. I I I think the the Lions, if they're going to go down, and they still have a chance to make the playoffs because they're seven and six with a very favorable schedule down the stretch. If they're going to go down. And Jim Caldwell's going to go down. He's going down with the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands. And thankfully he was healthy. He didn't have a great day. But thankfully he played. He got you a great game from Gold Tate. He got you a great game from Theoretic. And Marvin Jones was okay. He just wasn't, you know, did score a touchdown. Uh, Stafford, look, he, he completed 36 of 44 passes for 381 yards. But, you know, he was set up for a big day, but one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, hey, one quick thing on Jamal Williams. If if uh, Rodgers comes back, because this is four out of five games where Williams got 15 or more carries and didn't really do much with the carries, like yards per carry were terrible. If Rodgers comes back, maybe he's not as involved in the passing game. Because, like, Jordy Nelson's doing nothing right now. That's probably going to change. Williams is making yeah, most but, of his hay in the passing game lately. And it sounds weird to say this because he scored two touchdowns today, but you would think this offense is going to score more touchdowns when Rodgers comes back as well. So maybe that gives him a little... The, the problem might be Aaron Rodgers likes throwing touchdown passes and he gets inside the five yard line and a lot of times his radar goes straight to Jordy Nelson. Yep. You're still going to start Jamal Williams. Yeah. I, I think the other thing is, uh, they got tough matchups though next two weeks. They got what? Carolina, Carolina Minnesota, Minnesota back, back in. Yeah. All right, Heath, let's go to the top five wide receivers in standard scoring leagues. They are DeAndre Hopkins, 149 yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams. Tyrell Williams, he should have been in Does He Matter. Does he matter, Heath, Tyrell Williams? I don't really think so, no. I'll skip Michael Thomas and go to Cooper Cup, and then Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett are tied with 16 fantasy points. Those are your standard scoring leaders. You would see Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate ahead of some of them in PPR, but it's Hopkins, Adams, Tyrell Williams, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, and Adam Thielen, Heath. Yeah, I guess I got a little bit too low on Cooper Cup this week, worried about matchup, and I'm not sure that it matters. He's getting peppered with targets, make, made made a really nice play after the catch today. Okay. Uh, I think but Robert Woods comes back next week. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking about that. Like, does Robert Woods get, you know, Stefan Diggs where he he just, you know, Goff is in a groove. We'll see. I uh, Who knows? Goff is in a groove right now, and maybe maybe he favors – Cup a little bit more than he did before when Woods was healthy. All right, anyway, so this is what I was talking about earlier. Here are your top five tight ends for week 14. Trey Burton, Jared Cook, Garrett Selleck, Hunter Henry, Adam Shaheen, and Kyle Rudolph tied for fifth with Adam Shaheen. Trey Burton, Jared Cook, Garrett Selleck, Hunter Henry, Adam Shaheen, and Kyle Rudolph. Followed by O.J. Howard, Jason Witten, Rhett Ellison, Vernon Davis. And then you get to Travis Kelsey, who's tied with Eric Ebron. Jamie, it was just a backwards, upside down, inside out day for tight ends. Injured day too. Kelsey could have had two touchdowns. He had the one where he came down at the, you know, half inch line, mm-hmm. and the one they dropped. So he had one called back by penalty. Oh, he did. Yep. 
So he had three. Because yeah, Alex Smith had like four touchdown passes he threw today, and it ended up uh, zero. So uh, Travis almost a Farian Jenkins Kelsey. <laughs> um, uh, I I think you know the the games that are encouraging. The Kelsey game was encouraging, just but the, encouraging on one hand, disappointing on the other because he didn't score. Uh, the Ebron game, Eric Ebron, ten for ninety four. Um, you know I don't know if you can count on that moving forward, but nice to see. Uh, I I I hope Carson Wentz is okay because Zach Ertz, Trey Burton, there is no better handcuff maybe in 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 fantasy football. Should have done the friendship strategy with them. Yeah, I know. I got I mean, I the look- two games that the two games that Zach Ertz missed. This is the first time I've spoken about this on the on the podcast. People don't know this about me, but I'm actually a, a New York Giants fan, and yeah. I I would say I, I really I mean I I hate you nailed the that one too. What the cold weather with Evan Ingram? I don't yeah. know if that was the thing. I, yeah, four for fifty four for Ingram. Um, I I love Carson Wentz. I don't like the Eagles, but I love Carson Wentz. I really want to see him play. I just I I really this sucks. I hope he's not hurt. I hope it's not serious. So those are your leaders, Fantasy Week 14. I think it's time now to go to the games. All right, sure, why not? Dallas 30, Giants 10. And this was actually a pretty close game until the last few minutes. And in fact, we didn't talk about this, but Rod Smith being the number two running back in standard this week, it's it's pretty deceiving. He got outcarried by Morris 19-6, to although Morris didn't really do much. And then uh, Rod Smith just sort of demoralized the Giants with a long touchdown catch and then a touchdown run. Um, anything on – and Des Bryant was being covered by a guy that I had I'd never heard of. Giants starting quarterback for the last two weeks, never heard of him. Um, yeah, Heath, anything for the Giants? Like Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, are, this should have been a great matchup for them. Shepard was facing a team that gave up the most touchdowns to, to wide receivers. He had two catches for 16 yards. Can you can you trust these guys going forward? They have the Eagles next week. Heath? Yeah, I don't think you're going to feel very good about it. And I can't imagine wherever they're playing that game with the Eagles, it's going to be very warm. So Evan Ingram isn't going to like it very much. Yep. And I think when you said covered on Des Bryant, you should have used air quotes. <laughs> because like he had a pretty nice game. Three catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown, and it should have been so much better. He dro- Yeah, he dropped potentially another touchdown. He dropped the ball at the five. He might have been able to walk in. Des has had some drops. Too. Yeah. Alright, so that's that game. Um, Chicago 33, Cincinnati 7. Bears just dominated. They had the ball for more than 38 minutes. Uh, what's the storyline here? What do you, I mean, Geo, Geo would be probably pretty trustworthy if Mixon stays out. Jamie, am I missing anything from this game that we haven't talked about? From the Bengals Bears? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Brandon LaFell? Any interest in LaFell? No. Okay. Jamie, let's go to San Francisco 26, Houston 16. You know, Garoppolo scored se- I know you were pretty high on Garoppolo. Were you okay with 17 fantasy points? No, I expected more, but he, he, he passes the eyeball test. I mean, if you watched him the last two games, he looks legit. And I think when they get more weapons around him and he's more comfortable in the system, he has the potential to be a number one fantasy quarterback next year. Marquise Goodwin, is he a must-start guy facing Tennessee next week? Oh yeah, and absolutely. The, the first drive of the game, uh, he had a drop on almost essentially the same play. Uh, not Selleck's touchdown, but Selleck had. They were running these crossing routes all day long, and or skinny post, you know, however you want to de- define it. Um, Marquise Goodwin had one where he just it, the throw was a little bit behind him. If he catches it, there's nobody close on Houston that's catching him. So it would have set set them up for such a big day. But I thought the offense looked really well, looked really good. I mean, Hyde played well, Goodwin played well. They got tight end production, you know, for what that's worth. The one letdown, if there is one, I don't know if people are starting Trent Taylor, but you know, coming off that game last week where he had the six catches, uh, the fact that he did nothing two for eleven on three targets was a little frustrating. Yeah, uh, you know, who didn't have tight end production were the, the Texans, Stephen Anderson. I think we should <laughs> Heath. Let's talk about Anderson and Ricky Seals Jones. They were both total duds this week. Yeah, and Anderson, we we cooled on him just a little bit when we found out that Will Fuller was coming back, and he did only get the six targets in this game, and he is Steven Anderson. Like, he's this is the type of thing that can't happen with that. The San Francisco 49ers have been hot and cold with tight ends this year, but I really kind of feel like there's a lot of their defense is starting to come around just a little bit. Their linebacking course play, linebackers' core is playing a lot better right now than they have for most of the year. 
Um, Ricky Seals Jones had a couple of opportunities. Blake Bortles missed him once. They had a miscommunication once. And then it seemed like after that, there was more Jermaine Gresham and less Ricky Seals Jones. Heath, like, is so desperate to criticize Blake Bortles now that he's playing well <laughs> that he just substituted Blaine Gabbert for Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbert will always be basically the same guy. Oh, that's awesome. All right, uh, next game, next game. Heath, <laughs> Detroit 24, Tampa Bay 21. Um, all right, what's an angle here that we have not uh, explored? Marvin Jones disappointed us. Only four targets, three catches for 64 yards, and then Golden Tate had the big game. Two straight games with eight catches, but today he had 85 yards and a touchdown. So your thoughts on the Lions wide receivers? It's a little bit frustrating. It kind of feels a little bit like what Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen were before it became clear that Adam Thielen was just the guy. But I think in most cases, if not all cases, you're just starting Marvin Jones and Golden Tate most weeks. But you think that Jones is still the guy you're going to rank higher, right? Um, I would guess that I will rank Golden Tate higher in PPR. Yeah. All right. Dave brought up an interesting thing the last time that the Lions played the Bears about Vic Fangio and what he's done to Golden Tate, and it did work out exactly as Dave expected, that Tate struggled against Chicago. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's so right. just keep that, Good point. keep that in mind. Good point. Um, I'm just looking right now at the game logs. Uh, Marvin Jones had seven cat, uh, four catches for 85 yards and a touchdown and seven targets against the Bears. Yeah, and Tate had a really oddly bad game. All right, so again, I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, Doug Martin fumbled and did not have a touch after that. That was in the second quarter. So, uh, and this again, did he, oh no, he didn't even get to 13 carries. But Peyton Barber did. No, he didn't. He had 12. Okay, so we can keep citing the 13 carry stat against the Vikings. Uh, the, oh, they, uh, the, the Lions, excuse me. Uh, any team that gets 13 carries against the Lions, any player gets 13 carries, usually does well. So Cameron Brait or OJ Howard, who's the best guy to own there? I wonder if the, uh, Dave Dave asked this, you know, during the day. Uh, did Brait get hurt at some point? And I don't I don't see anything reported on that. They actually talked about that during the game that he was acting a little bit funny with his chest. But there has no, I've not seen anything reported about either. But during the broadcast of that game, there was actually some mention about how he he was kind of favoring his chest. Yeah, so maybe he took a shot and wasn't the same. I I think. You know, we, we talked about this prior to James coming back that has there been a changing of the guard that they're just starting to feature OJ Howard a little bit more in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And last week could have been a byproduct of the two offensive line injuries. And OJ Howard is a better blocker. Yeah. Than Cameron Wright. Well, already. And they didn't really need to use that this week against Detroit because the pass rush wasn't the same. All right. Our next game is Carolina 31 and Minnesota 24. We've talked about Case Keenum. We talked about the Vikings running backs. Jamie saying that McKinnon was featured. Because they fell behind. Uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah, Latavius Murray should go off next week after what Jordan Howard just did. I hope so. Um, Adam Thielen. Especially if Perfect is still out. Is outstanding. He's just a great player. And Kyle Rudolph does not seem to be matchup dependent at all. You just never know when he's going to score. But he's now scored uh, four touchdowns in his three. last three games. Yep, three games in a row. What do you think, Jamie, about Cam Newton? He was started in 54% of leagues. Which made sense, and he he only scored uh, 16 fantasy points, and that included a 62-yard run. Are you going to start him up next week against the uh, Packers? Yes, and and to be honest, uh, I I did do a little pause when I was doing my quarterback rankings this afternoon. That uh, will he be better than Rodgers in the first game back for Aaron Rodgers next week? Hmm. So I didn't rank it that way, but it would not surprise me because Green Bay's defense isn't good. I mean, Jameis played well against them. Kaiser played well against them. It'll be back-to-back road games for them. And Devon House got hurt today. He he surprisingly played uh, one of their cornerbacks, and he left the game with an injury. Yeah, could be I mean, just Cam hasn't played great. You know, he had the big game against the Dolphins, but that's not a surprise. He had the comeback effort or the garbage time, however you wanted to describe it, against the Saints last week. And so this was a tough game for him. So I think you're still starting him. Like, I, I have <laughs> to make a decision, uh, Cam versus Garoppolo. Next week, I'm going to start Cam, but Garoppolo is a good matchup against the Titans. And Cam versus Rodgers in one league, and I'm going to start Rodgers. But I, I think Cam is uh, is still worth starting okay. next week. Uh, Heath, Devin Funches, fluky touchdown. <laughs> Three Very. catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Anything to say about him? Uh if you started Devin Funches today, you got lucky, and congratulations. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. 
I did get lucky. I started him and Demarius. I had no other options, and sometimes you just get lucky in fantasy. Yep. That's how it works. Uh, Greg Olson, ready to drop him? Uh, for who? I don't know. He, he, he's my second tight end on a team. I, I'm not worried, I'm not worried about Greg Olson being picked up by another team and used against me anymore. If Zach Ertz is out, I will drop him for Trey Burton if I need a tight end. Okay. Even with Foles? Even with Foles. It's the Giants. It's the Giants. I, I would agree with that, yes. <laughs> Alright, cool. Kansas City 26 and Oakland 15. So Heath, you think Alex Smith had a better game than the numbers would indicate? He only scored 10 fantasy points. He absolutely had a better game than the numbers would indicate. He had 251 passing yards through two and a half quarters and like four almost touchdowns. So he should have had a touchdown or two. It was a very frustrating day as an Alex Smith owner, but uh, I'm more, more, I think it's more important that we update our Derek Carr stats because I asked Jamie before kickoff, I said, this game is going to warm up during the game to above 50 degrees, <laughs> but it's going to be 48 degrees at kickoff. So are we counting this as a Derek Carr game below 50 degrees? Yes. We, deci- we decided that we were, and he was awful again. Yeah. Yeah, he's having a bad year. And you know who I feel like hasn't been relevant in, in like two, a month and a half is Michael Crabtree. Like when he's played, he hasn't been that good lately. Or he's gotten kicked out and then suspended. Just he seemed. Well, I mean, he basically was taken off the field for two games. Yeah, he was. But even like the last like three games that I think he's played, Crabtree hasn't been that good. And you know he needs to catch touchdowns. He's never a huge yards guy. But if he scored a touchdown today, he would have been fine. That's kind of a big if. I mean, most players would have been fine if they scored a touchdown today. Okay, but he got seven catches for sixty yards and was targeted thirteen times. But he didn't score a touchdown. They, they, their offense is not right. that good. It's and taken a major listen, step back. I know this is a. I know this is a bad game script for the Raiders, and they fell behind early in this game, but what in the hell are you doing running the ball seven times with Marshawn Lynch when he's having that much success and he's been that good over the last two weeks? Hey, lucky he's still got fantasy owners that touchdown. Green Bay 27, Cleveland 21. Um, is Deshaun Kaiser a thing? Does he matter? 22 fantasy points for him, and he has the Ravens next week. Not with that matchup. If he was playing somebody else, he's got weapons now. I think yep. whoever they get to be their quarterback next year could be very good. Yeah. Um, like if they, let's just say they they pull off the the narrative right now is that they'll, they'll make a play for Alex Smith if Mahomes is a starter because of Dorsey, the new GM. He's the one that traded for Alex Smith the last time. So that's something to keep an eye on. If they go get Kirk Cousins, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. If maybe I doubt you see Eli Manning there, but you know a veteran guy that ends up there. Something to keep an eye on, or if they end up drafting a quarterback. But think about the guys that they have, and, and this offensive line will still be good next year when they get, you know, Joe Thomas back. <laughs> I feel like we said the same exact thing. Not about the quarterback. Last year. You said it about Crowell. No, last year we were like, well, they got some weapons on this team. They, they got no. Hugh Jackson. They're going to no. be good. Yes. And I was like, no. we're going, we're way too high on Cleveland. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was the run game. It was not the passing game because they didn't have a quarterback. Um, yeah. All right. So that's let's move on. Let's move on from that game. Uh, Buffalo. But you, you can't. You can't. You can't look at Gordon Coleman, Najoku. Yeah, it's great. Duke Johnson, and say it's bad. It's great. And they had another first round draft pick wide receiver that they just cut, Kenny Britt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffalo thirteen and Indianapolis seven. And this game just didn't make sense. I mean, there's not there are not many fantasy takeaways from this game. But it was nice to see LeSean McCoy get 32 carries for 156 yards and a touchdown. I, I honestly, I think we could skip this game. You cool with that? All right, good. Thank you. Sure. Denver 23 and the Jets 0. Heath Cummings. All right, what do you think about C.J. Anderson? He got 22 carries for only 48 yards, and next week he will be at Indianapolis. Much better bet matchup next week. You talked about it last week, how the Jets have really been better against the run. Um Back-to-back weeks now, it's pretty clear C.J. Anderson is the feature back in Denver. The question now is, can the defense play like that a second week in a row, putting them in a positive game script so that he can get that type of work? Because if he gets that type of work against the Colts, he's going to have 100 yards. And Jermaine Curse, Robbie Anderson, you know, they could easily bounce back at New Orleans, but... It's going to be dependent on Josh McCown's availability. He got you negative three points. That was a tough one. McCown was started in 20% of CBS. Oh, no, his, his, his hand's broken. It's broken? 
Yeah, the Jets, the Todd Bowles said that. So it's Hansbrook. Okay. So, so you're probably looking at Bryce Petty. I'm dropping Robbie Anderson. I don't uh, disagree. Wasn't it last year that Bryce Petty and Robbie Anderson was a thing? Isn't that when Robbie Anderson first became a thing when Bryce Petty started? Yeah, I, I think you gotta look at though what, with Bryce Petty in New Orleans against Lattimore and Crawley. No, it's a good point, Heath, though. I forgot about that. Them. That's, that's probably extreme. I forgot about You're that. You're not starting. Yeah. Alright, now thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Arizona 12 and Tennessee 7. Um, okay, so we already talked about the, uh, the running backs for the Titans. It's just, it's just tough. We, I think everybody just wants them to turn it over to Derrick Henry, but it's not really happening. So, Kerwin Williams. I mean, if he gets another chance, 20 carries. I'm just gonna assume Peterson's back next week. I'm just trying to find storylines. Don't, Don't assume that. No, I'm not no. sure Peterson's back at all. Alright, fine. Yeah, he might be done. Kerwin Williams is 15% owned, guys. He had, uh, 88 total yards. He's going to be one of the more sought-after running backs this week, especially, you know, uh, whatever the injuries we're dealing with and and poor matchups next week. Dude, what the heck is wrong with Marcus Mariota? i got to say, the Cardinals' defense is really playing very well lately. But, I, it, like, I just lost Carson Wentz in the two-quarterback league. I'm going to start – if I can pick up Nick Foles, I'm probably going to start him over Mariota. Like, I can't trust Mariota. It's terrible. we got to watch his – yeah, we got to watch Mariota's status, too, because uh, – Larky said after the game that he sustained a knee injury in that game and tried to play through it. Ugh. And so that means his rushing totals aren't going to be good. At San Francisco, and they're starting to play better. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough one. Oh, it's it's hands off with him now. And he's, he's and Richard he's been my biggest my my personal my personal biggest disappointment. I mean, you know what I thought about him coming into the season. And Richard Matthews droppable with the way that Mariota's playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not starting him next week. Yeah, right. He's 70% owned. All right. Los Angeles Chargers, 30. Redskins, 13. This game got away from them, obviously. P. Ryan still got 45 yards on 17 carries. I mean, 17 carries and a blowout was nice, <laughs> but didn't do much with it. Uh, how much faith do you have in, in Samaje P. Ryan with the, with the Cardinals and Broncos coming up? Well, yeah, not much. Um, I guess the positive will be that that, that Cardinals game is at home, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Arizona's got a pretty bad reputation going to the East ti- Eastern time zone. Yes, so they if do. they could get some offensive line stability moving into next week, I'd feel a little better about him. Uh, okay, I, I, is there anybody that you feel good about on the Redskins? Not with that offensive line being what it is. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Hunter Henry with the touchdown catch, that was nice. Jacksonville 30, Seattle 24. So Russell Wilson... Scores uh, 27 fantasy points. That gives him 26 or more fantasy points in seven of his last eight games. That is incredible. Jamie, were you encouraged by Mike Davis? Uh, Yeah, I don't know what his status is, though, because he was lying on the ground at one point. And I didn't see him come back in the game. All right, we'll have to check on him. We'll also have to check on Delaney Walker. I know he left on, like, the second to last play of the game. Probably fine. Took a big hit. Uh, Like... Is there anything to say about Jimmy Graham or just, hey, sometimes it happens? No, he's home next week, so that's, uh, that's positive. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he was bad. Could be a really nice game for the Jaguars next week against the Houston so accor- Texans. A- according to the, uh, Seahawks, this was during the game, Mike Davis sustained a rib injury. Okay. So it would be very frustrating if he's not out there for that game against the Rams. He, he passes the eyeball test. He had a great first half. Uh, Philadelphia 43, the Rams 35. This game was even closer than the score. The Rams did the whole lateral thing at the end, and it was taken back for a touchdown by the Eagles to uh, pad their score by six more points. Um, let's see, what do we got here? We got. I think we should talk. Just finish the show and talk about the Eagles running backs. We alluded to it a little bit earlier, but Heath, I'll throw it to you. Blunt is 70% owned. Ajayi is almost universally owned. And Ajayi had eight more carries in this game in a much much better game. Are you seeing? The beginning, the beginning of Jay Ajayi becoming the feature back. I mean, I've asked that question before about other situations, and it hasn't really panned out. Do you think it's gonna, you think it's gonna happen here for the Eagles? I, I thought Ajayi was going to have a bigger day than he did today. I felt like the Eagles should have given him the ball more earlier in the game. But yes, I think we started to see the signs of that in the second half last week. Now they still came out at the beginning of this game and gave Blunt the first drive, but. When they needed to move the ball, it was a giant that was on the field. Okay. Time for uh, that running game to take over a little bit uh, with, with Carson Wentz perhaps missing some time. 
Fellas, thank you. Good show today. Well done. I love the enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) We don't accept praise, Will. For Heath and Jamie, I am Adam. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver Wire. See ya. Bye.